Good evening and welcome to episode 175 of the Edgy Futurist podcast. Uh, you'll notice there's just two lovely faces on here today. Uh, we wish Dan uh, a bit of get well soon. He's uh, he's struggling and I know that him and the family are, are having a bit of a tough time, having uh, been a little bit poorly. So get well soon, mate. Um, and uh, the rest of the family, we hope you uh, recover really, really well. But you have got me and Steve tonight. We've we were listening to the Talking Cod Lads, weren't we, Steve? Uh, episode one hundred and sixty something. I'll go back and have a look at that one, Talking Cod Lads. And they they said to us, um, it's really interesting that we've listened to a lot of your episodes, and actually, we don't. You don't talk very much about um, Edge Futurists and what who we are and what we do. And so we we've you've, you'll noticed if you've been a regular subscriber to the podcast that over the last few weeks we've mixed in a few guests but also spent a bit of time uh, just us talking, chewing the fat about things that matter. So we're going to do that again today. It is just me and Steve. Um, so um, please forgive us if it's not as slick because Dan's the professional one out of the two, uh, about uh, three of us. Uh, and, and me and Steve just wing it and uh, Dan presses all the buttons. So hopefully I haven't broken anything yet. Uh, I did forget to put that little banner on. So those of you just seen that that banner's appeared, that's why Dan um, is here. He keeps us all in check. Steve, how are you, mate? Good, we just need to keep reminding ourselves to play the advert in the middle. <laughs> We've not been great with advert, to be fair, so let's just make sure. We just Steve? Keep like yeah? Don't forget to play the advert, mate. Okay, right, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, before we kick into it, don't forget, you can subscribe on YouTube. Um, we've got all of our back catalogue. You can not only listen on the podcast, but you can see our ugly faces as we chat away. And, uh, and as often, people say, I don't pay attention. Tonight I'm having to because there's only two of us. I've also got <laughs> notes for the Fred as well, so it's going to be a really interesting. <laughs> like after a tough week of not feeling great myself, um, but yeah, don't forget we've also speaking of the Fred, where we're trying to mix up the content. We're trying to, based on conversations, we're trying to um, share our message in different uh, guises. I think that's the word, different guises, yep. and and the newsletters. So head over to edufuturist.com and sign up to the newsletter. It's been really well received, which is really warming actually we we commit some time to do so uh dan and ben more than i do like with everything uh, but I'm, I'm starting to enjoy it. It, it it's we're using some wonderful tools it's getting us thinking outside of i don't like saying outside of the box but it's getting us thinking about different things and concepts and and themes so yeah so go over to edge of Futurist and, and sign up to the newsletters give us some feedback on social when you see the thread or when it's posted i think dan's already done it this week which is great um and then obviously reply to the email if you're not one of those people who want to openly speak about your frustrations and, and some of the stuff that's going on in your opinion, because yeah. social media can be a, a bit polarizing at, ta- polarizing at times, then feedback to us and, and, and we'd be more than happy to have a chat over email or, or chat or anything else. In other news, yeah. we've mentioned it already. Don't forget, we've got the the awards online again this year, the 30th of June. I'm really excited, really excited. I think it's one of those things where... Uh, people attend, people nominate, people sponsor. It brings everybody together, and it's been a real celebration of. Um, I won't give away the strapline and the great work, the artwork that Dan's done, but talking about the future and also those people who are bringing it nearer to, rather than something that potentially could happen, those people who are doing great innovation in their organisations, businesses, and, and and as individuals as well. So, so yeah, normally we say bring on the guest, but it's us too. So we are the guests gonna, yeah so hopefully people are going to enjoy it and like i said oh, i've not been great this week um 
somebody, I don't know whether I've told you, somebody said bet lag. And I don't yeah, know I saw that. I've heard that as yeah, well, bet lag, yeah. And I was like, I don't know if it's bet lag, but uh, I've just been for blood tests. So hopefully it's nothing serious, but I've just been, had a headache for about 10 days. I'm testing every day still, still negative, um, but headaches, pains, aching. Maybe it's just old age. Maybe I'm working too hard. Maybe I've got a lot of things on. Maybe it's a lot of different things, but hopefully it's, it's nothing serious, but tired today you were you were a management in education weren't you she didn't do right much then so now you've gone into working in the real world that's what it (laughs) you know you know you know what actually i was having this conversation it's interesting you say that and teachers and and educate people in education work relentlessly relentlessly but and i know people say oh well we don't get holidays time and everything else but you, you get a break whether that's paid break or whether that's classed as holiday whatever people see it as you do get a break at different times away from the chaos and the craziness of education. And I was I was looking the other day, and, and since I joined C-Learning as CEO last July, I've hardly taken any time off. I had a break at Christmas, but I was like, I'm, I'm still in the routine because I've been 17 years in education of working relentlessly, almost burning myself out as, as managers and teachers and everybody does in education, getting to a point and not collapsing, but just going have a break now as a half part of a half mm. term whereas i don't know because you're in a, you're doing a similar thing you're leading a company and, and leading change um where it's relentless but you're not having those breaking points are you ben no it's it's not as easy i suppose what the other the i suppose the difference that i have is that your your kids are a little bit younger yet so they haven't started school so they've not had they don't have those natural breaks in there so i i have an 11 year old and a seven year old who have been on easter break last week and this week so it forces me um to to break so i'm really fortunate i've got close family around who help with childcare, but also uh, more than that i have this um this opportunity because i work for myself now to have that flexibility so so this week i've had a bit of a different week which i'll, I'll talk to you about in a moment but something that um has been really important for me and important for um the, the kind of the kind of stuff that we want to do and make a difference with but yeah you, you're right about the break thing you're right about the um how hard it is and and every one of us whether you've been in education or whether you work in in business there is uh there's there's a mandate on all of us to 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 a bit of self-care i'm i've looked all over twitter and linkedin and facebook this week uh, instagram uh loads and loads of people in education just saying Ooh, that was a tough one and it's it, it's regularly that every half term every term every year end of every summer christmas everybody's like wow that's been really tough uh, but I do see what you're saying there, Steve, that actually we don't have those natural, this is an end of a term, therefore I can have a break, or this is a half term, so I, I've got five days off. And my parents are both teachers, so they think that they work harder than everybody else. Uh, I tell them now that they, uh, they, they don't know they're boring me all these holidays. Um, but... Y- y- yeah, it's, it's important that we get that self-care stuff. Um, I... I've I've been reading a great book um, more, most recently, and it's um, many of you know that I've got a bit of a faith background as well, um, and I've, I've wanted to wanted to. That's been really important that kind of spirituality, faith stuff in my life as well. And it's a book called Boundaries, and it even forget about the the fact that it's a, a, a book based on faith. The whole concept around boundaries is so so important, and it ties into what you're saying there, Steve. That that idea of boundaries are 
there's there's really important times to say yes and there's really important times to say no and then there's there's times when you shouldn't say yes and there's times when you shouldn't say no and i've been thinking about that um, as i'm reading this book and thinking about how we uh, how we do that and when it comes to breaks and times and when it comes to um all the things around um uh, making sure that we care for ourselves it is as much about um about boundaries and it's about knowing we switch off and we had a conversation over text the other day didn't we steve about um you just took a you took you took the day and you take the day and actually you spend the time with a family and you feel really refreshed but also it's tiring because it's when you've got young ones and you've more so, so than me now it's 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 the most amazing feeling because it's a different type of tired but you're still it's still tired isn't it yeah it is yeah and and it's interesting. I posted um, something actually, and it, it, it came off actually a present that came from you uh, and Six Connections. Is that right? Six Connections. Yeah, Six Connections. That's them. Yeah. And, and I know they were called something else, and and they uh, were involved in the awards last year, weren't they? They were involved in the, the mental health awards that went to Cat Lamin and the great work that Cat Lamin's. And a, a shout yeah. out actually, just just on that. I know um, she did like a staff room space for for mental health, and anybody that was wanting to share, come on and discuss anything and i think that started back up again it's on a sunday so we'll potentially uh tag cat back in and, and, and yeah yeah if that's going on but yeah you, you you sent a gift and it was i think it was a belated christmas gift or because i yeah, came late it came a, late yeah, yeah, yeah and everything else but no it was appreciated and i think it was some tea bags and and, and some uh some oat bites and then a book connected by Gemma. Marjus, Marjus, Marjerison, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm only a couple of pages in, I'll be honest. But I posted on social media, and loads of people reached out and said, "Are you okay?" And I was like, I'd not kind of thought about it, and 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 if I'm honest, I don't really speak about it. Like, you know, I am okay, and that word okay doesn't sound it. And I have had challenges, and I think I don't, I don't really speak about it, and I, I don't really want to go into too much of it because it's on a podcast, and yet I want people to know who I am and what we are. But also, I struggle sharing. Like my my dad has been poorly for a long, long time. My dad is really, really poorly, and, and he battles, and he, and he does a wonderful, he does wonderful stuff, and like is a, a massive inspiration. But it has been challenging. And he was poorly a couple of weeks ago, and friends and family have been absolutely wonderful around it and everything else. But it has been difficult, and I think talking about self care, talking about looking after yourself, and everything else. When everybody's busy, when you've got children, and everything else. There is a reason in there still to this day that the biggest, and I didn't think we'd go to this point, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm suicidal, but the biggest killer in men under the age of 40 it is not illness or anything else, it is suicide. Mm-hmm. And actually, just to clarify to everybody, I'm not saying I'm okay, I'm good, I'm good, I am really yeah. good. I've got friends around me who are doing absolutely wonderful, and I've had low mood and everything else, of course I have. But Men just don't talk about it, do they? Still to this day, we don't we don't share. And I think I do a, I feel I do an all right job at sharing and opening up. Mm. But I think I need to do more, and I have been doing more. But I think that's been a challenge. And I think whether you're in education and now, I, and I don't know whether you feel this as well. I I work two hundred mile an hour. I've always mm. have done. I, I'm always looking at different things, always picking up stuff. And I always say yes, because I love it. And I love picking new things up and, and doing everything else. But, and it was actually Jamie Smith who said this to me the other day. He said, one of your biggest skills is how hard you drive things and how creative you are. But one of your biggest downfalls is how hard you work yourself mm. and the the risk of burnout 
um, if you're not careful based on the the, the relentlessness of, of your effort. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting thing to cover in it. Like, you know, how do we manage that? And I know we've had loads of people on and we've celebrated it. And I know that you've done some great work with Six Connections around that. But I think it all circulates around that maybe t- tonight, around actually, as we're in Easter, as everybody's going into a long break, whether you celebrate Easter or not, but there will be bank holidays. Mm. And I'll touch upon Monzo. And I don't know if anybody's seen that post on LinkedIn and social media around what they do as a company. But if you are, a lot of people will be breaking in this country and in the UK around Easter. So there is an actual break to relax. But actually, should we be doing more in terms of well, wellness, well-being and, and, and for yeah. ourselves and others that we, we're responsible for? You, you, know, you know what? Like, I think I think you've touched on loads of really good stuff there, Steve. I think it comes out of that idea around boundaries um, for me that, I am. I am. I'm the same. You. You know me. I am a million miles an hour. Not two. I'm two more no, two hundred miles an hour. I am. I go fast and I go hard and I'm pushing lots and lots of things, um, and that's not. That's not always good. Um, and what I'm. What I'm kind of learning a little bit um, is sometimes it's okay to say no. In fact, a lot of the times it's okay to say no. Um, and it's okay to say yes to yourself and yes to yes to your family. We've said a few times, um, in fact, more than a few times, it's always family first. So if there's times where um, we we can't make a podcast or we need to cut a podcast short or we we can't make a deadline for what we were going to agree to for some 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 written content, that's cool because family first. And we. We've all we've all gone through challenges um, with family and close friends, um, we, we're dealing with bereavement or dealing with uh, the challenges that come with that. We've also had challenges of um, w- like expectation. I think I talked to you about the challenge that I've got in my own mind about my girls growing up. Um, they're only seven and eleven, so I'm not losing them yet. But they're growing up, aren't they? Uh, and there's a challenge there as a dad uh, and as men um, to to not. I, I want to provide for my kids and my wife um, the best life I possibly can, and that drives me. And I know it drives you, Steve, and I know it drives Dan certainly. That idea of we want more and we want better because we want them to have what not necessarily what we didn't because I got I, I was loved I had a brilliant my, my my parents really sacrificed for me um I got to go to a great school um that they sacrificed to be able to be able to live a lifestyle that and I get I get all of that but I, I I I'm also conscious that the best thing that I can offer my kids is a healthy dad um is a healthy me and I I'm not good at that. I've not been good at managing my own mental health over the years. In fact, I'm probably managing it better now than I ever have done, uh, certainly since the kids have been born. Um, but it's requiring me to really think about my own my own boundaries and my own yeses and nos. Um, so I, I don't know if it's... I'll let me talk to you about what I've done this week because I know we were talking about it before we came on air. Um, but like I said, I've come, I come from a faith background. Um, I'm not, I'm not a 
hardliner. I'm not like a preachy. You know that, Steve. We've been friends a long time. I'm not a preachy guy. Um, Hold about on. it. You're telling me that I need to eat Easter eggs. <laughs> no, 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 it's hot cross buns, Steve. Oh, hot right, cross buns. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's that whole. Um, it's the, so this this week, um, I'm a trustee of the of the, uh, the charity, the church that I'm involved with, um, and this week we have been serving the community. Really, we've had a, like a holiday kids club for. Uh, uh, primarily for children who uh, and from families who are on free school meals, but not just for them. Um, but the an organisation, local organisation, asked us to help with feeding programmes uh, through the school holidays because obviously there's no school dinners. Um, they would support us with that and to put some activities on. So I took my girls there because I think that's really important that they um, uh, are involved in community work as well. So all three of us have been involved with that all week, um, or most of the week, and I can I cannot begin to tell you the 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 heartwarmingness of of that of the, this week. Like I've talked about it with lots of people um, separately, or through chats and whatever else, but it's been unbelievable. Like watching uh, an opportunity to to do something good for the community, um, to uh, to to see families just being supported and actually I, I i don't want to get into a political thing but they've been we've been let they've been let down in this country um and with the families who are who really need help and we've been able to step up into that community and i've loved it i've loved every minute of it loved every minute of running around um uh, chasing after the kids that are that are little terrors, but but love it. Like being able to talk to them, find out about their families, and just 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 good stuff. Giving them a good opportunity, good a, a good few days, um, and and that's that's part of my boundaries. Most I could have just took four days off. I've took four days off. I could have just led and watched Netflix or taken my girls out for days out and done this and that and the other. But we've decided to do something as a family, and um, yeah, it's it's been awesome. It's honourable. Well, I'd not. Probably, I'd have probably done. Yeah, it's because I'd have done Netflix. If I'm honest, I'd literally, if the kids were out, I'd, I'd literally probably wouldn't have done Netflix. I just slept. Uh, <laughs> you, just, you, yeah, you, you need to sleep because you don't sleep normally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, it sounds great, and I think we also chatted about the feeling that that has given you because I, I liken it to you know, the, the episode from Friends where he says to Phoebe, "There is no selfless act." And I don't think yep. you remember that episode where and. Uh, and, and it goes through all this different stuff, and it turns out actually, and and yes, of course you've given your time up, but you it also makes you feel absolutely wonderful. Hundred percent, you are getting stuff out of it. Like you know, people that think that you're not, oh, I'm giving back. Of course you are, but at the same point, it, it it drives you, it thrives you, it makes you feel so much better. And I think when we started out as educators, we were both teachers, you know, that's where we started out. I said this today with um, there was another call, call with HP, the, the global. A tech brand, massive company, and I was just kind of sharing my passion and, and why I'm so passionate about education. And even though I'm a, a business leader now, um, my passion's still there because I was a teacher and I cared about students. And and maybe what you felt today is actually what it was like when we were back in the classroom. And if I'm honest, do I miss marking and the admin and and now what has become such a a, a big part of the job? But do I miss being in a classroom, shaping and supporting and coaching and guiding and doing all this stuff? I don't miss delivering some of the content. Of course I don't. 
but actually all of the engagement tutor group, the nurturing, the support, and seeing those kids or students or young people develop under your kind of uh, leadership of them mm. uh, to be better was was something that inspired me for many years, really, and that's probably why yep. I stayed in teaching for I think I taught for thirteen years. I think no, I, I absolutely right. Like you're right about that. There's no true altruism. The problem I, I don't think there is. Um, uh, I'd like to think that I do things for other people for a good motive, but there's absolutely no way that I could ever deny and say that when I help other people, and I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to even say that at all. Uh, there's people that are doing way better things and more important things than what than what than what we're doing, but like that, that sense of well-being. It gives me an enormous sense of well-being, as Blair would say, uh, in 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 park life. But it's that whole is that whole sense of it also not just give me a sense of well-being. It also minimizes and um, contextualizes my own challenges, because what was what's happened this week is if I've got challenges or I, we've got things that aren't right or things that we wish were better. Let's put it in context here. Because there is something, uh, there is th- we, we've all got a responsibility to, uh, I, I think anyway, to to do our bit for other people, um, and I think that's part of the reason why the podcast started. Why part of the reason why we do the awards, and and on the awards thing, like I know Steve mentioned it in the intro, but uh, the awards nominations are going to be coming out. Uh, the week after Easter, so depending on what time you listen to this, so the forums for you to be able to nominate people who you think are worthy of um, of being celebrated. The reason why we've done it, it we we get we get very little from this in terms of it, it, it's like it, 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 we do it because we love it. Yeah. Ultimately, I the buzz that I get seeing people posting and saying. I'm so so pleased that people have recognised me. People put in Edge of Futures of the Year on their Twitter handle. That honestly makes me smile every time I see it. And so so therefore, like it's not an altruistic act. I'm tra- we're trying to give something back to education, but in the same way that also and there's nothing. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, is there? I don't think there's anything wrong with with feeling good about doing good things. No, why shouldn't? And it goes back. I'll answer that. I think is it the twenty fourth. The Monday the twenty fifth is it? It's either the twenty fourth or the twenty fifth that it's that the 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 public nomination or the the nominations public nominations are, are going to be going out. And we're going to be doing some announcements that week and beyond around then potential um, um, the different types of awards, uh, some new stuff and some new conversations, but also the uh, the judges as well. Um, really excited, absolutely love it. The buzz. Of seeing that going on social media and seeing the edge yeah. of futures mentioned and in conversations is like I say it's absolutely great. But also seeing and also then seeing some new people coming. I've never looking into new people and thinking, oh, look at the amazing stuff. I remember last year when we were looking at the international stuff. Yeah, yeah. There was some amazing stuff internationally. And and when we worked with I'm just oh my god, it's really bad. I'm just trying to think of the the winners. Um oh, no, mate, you've oh. done you yeah, they're from Mumbai. Uh, it was from, they were yeah. from India, weren't they? Um, I remember speaking to them. They were blown away. They were absolutely the moon, but yeah. there was loads of different stuff that was going on, and I'm sure it'll be it'll be inspiring again this year. But just, and I'm going to go back to that thing about you know what you said about you know the, the kids and, and 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 everything else. And I and, and and as I mentioned, I mentioned it last week actually on the podcast about the course I was doing around um, business development and growth, and a real question. 
is literally etched in my mind now is when you talk about growth as a business, as a person, everything else, what does that look like to the business? What does that look like to you? And what does that look like to everybody else? Because it might be very, very different things. So, by the way, it was the Aubrey International School in Mumbai. That was it. So that's a shout out for them. Sorry, sorry, forgot. Sorry, forgot. They were wonderful. Their stories were absolutely great, and and stuff that they were doing was amazing in in challenging times. But yes, big shout out to Aubrey and and also everybody that was nominated and winners last year because there were so many. I think was it about eight thousand, eight thousand, just over eight thousand votes. Yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, unbelievable. I want to, and yeah. So two things. So the whole thing around what does what is growth? Because yep. actually I've been I've come in and I'm literally because I work at two hundred miles, I was thinking, right, we want to do this and I want to go. And then I really gave it some thought, thinking there are many big businesses. We are a small SME, we have a team of fifteen, we do we punch above our weight, we do an amazing thing. Yep. We we help so many different schools, and I'm not shouting about the the brand but we do. If we, if I drive it to a point of growth and it becomes a 10, 20 million pound business, great. But there are loads of organizations that are bigger and more profitable. I don't even think that was a word, profitable. I don't even know what word I said, but let's say profitable. <laughs> That's what I said. That does that, does that, is that what we wanted to achieve? Could we have created a beast that actually, we never actually wanted that is making more money that he's bigger, but everybody absolutely hates it. Mm. And over the last two weeks, I've really reflected and I've been working with the leadership team to then say, don't think we do. Of course we want to grow. Of course we want to be better, but actually what does growth mean? And let's spend some time working with the team to think actually what does growth look like to them? And also what would make them happy? And I think it links back to you that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. What makes you happy because you said, well, you have to make more money and everything else. But actually, is it comes back to my old man. My old man had said, you can only sit in one chair and you can only sleep in one bed. Yeah. He made a million, lost a million. Come from humble beginnings. My dad had a really tough upbringing, which I won't go into. Worked and absolutely relentless. I get so much of my characteristic from my old man. Absolute legend. If you've ever lucky enough to meet him or you've met him, then you'll know what I'm talking about because it, not every superhero wears capes, but honestly, he is a super, he's wonderful. But he's so humble with it. Mm-hmm. And what he talks about is a happiness in a very different thing. And, he's, and he always says, everything is irrelevant. Everything else is completely irrelevant and is just white noise. Yeah. That actually, on a day to day basis, you can sleep in one chair, uh, sleep, sit in one chair and sleep in one bed. Oh, oh, sleep. Yeah, oh, sleep in a chair. Does now, <laughs> well, but, yeah, it does. But uh, <laughs> I probably, yeah, not, normally not podcasts like that. Um, but, um, but yeah, and, and going into that, actually, that you could drive yourself, Ben, because you're running a company now, and I know you've got an employee and, and somebody that works with you and everything else. You could drive yourself so much to be the best business person in the world. But actually, your kids just want you to be healthy and you to be there because if you if you're just one of those people who makes loads of money and gives the kids cash for birthdays, great. Buys them experiences, great. But maybe just what they want is the experience of their dad to be with them. 100%. 100%. You said, what 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 does growth look like? And that's a really great question. It's a massive... It's a, it, and you could go into it in all sorts of things. I think, for me, it's interesting as you get older, because I, I, I think when I first... 
I've only been running a company since June. We've been running Edge Futurist four and a bit years. Um, and we, I think growth at one point was we want to have 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. We want to be, we want to be um, impacting all the, and like, like mate, like Dan announced this week on Twitter, we're in 86 countries. Like literally 86 countries are listening to us on, on our, our podcast, which is like unbelievable. Over a thousand subscribers, um, which is just like beyond where we wanted to be. But like growth, we thought was, how do we get a point where we can all work for the business and we can all get paid a wage? That we thought was growth. We thought growth was more viewers on certain things. We thought growth was, and it's really interesting that growth became a pivot for most of us, uh, for us, uh, certainly for us as Edge Futures, it became a pivot. It became rather than just let's hammer hundred thousand subscribers on a podcast or on a on YouTube channel. Well, actually, growth has become we want to celebrate educators. So growth became the awards. Growth became partnering with some of our wonderful businesses that we work with who have wanted us to do webinars or do events for them. So that became growth for us. Growth became writing great content and 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 offering something out there for free that people would really buy into. So growth really changed for us as Edge Futurist. But for me personally, growth also changed. Um, and it's changing, I think, because don't get me wrong, I'd love a Tesla. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd love uh, to pay my mortgage off. I'd love to be able to go on five, six holidays a year. And all them things, I think, again, are none of those things are bad things. Uh, but what I would much rather is be famous in my own home. That's what that's what I'd rather be. I'd rather my kids talk about me like you've just talked about your dad. That's what I want. My, that's what I growth means to me, that my kids will when they're when they're in their 30s or in their 40s they are saying my dad even though he did loads for us he made loads of money he did loads of great things and he helped loads of people but he were home at night and he believed in us and he championed us and he made us feel great and i think i mean like i'm getting emotional here but ultimately what that means to me is so much more that is growth um and if 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 i don't make the money that i, I would like to make then then that's I can live with that. What I can't do is um, live live with the fact that my kids don't want to know me. And so in that, I also think that there'll be people listening to this who, well, I, I, I don't know what they're going to be thinking. They're going to be thinking, well, my neck, this were a bit emotional. You should have probably given us a little bit of a warning. We're going to get on the future of learning and technology here. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. but, I th- but I think it's really important that we get this right. So, so yeah, I think it's really important we get this right. Are you struggling to manage your school's Chromebooks and looking for a solution? Check out the Vault episode with the team from Visor for features and why it can make a difference to managing your devices. Visor integrates with the Google Admin Console to keep track of your Chromebook inventory and repairs. For an exclusive Edge of Futurist offer for 20% off for your first year, go to visor.cloud/edu. That's v i z o r.cloud/edu interesting you say that actually because it talks about loads of different things for edgy futuristers growth i'm going to get soppy and emotional now and i know dan's not on so i feel a bit guilty because we, we're saying mm. a lot of stuff to be fair i probably won't say it to him anymore, I'm all <laughs> but like four was it, was it four years ago that i presented 
in June, July. Yeah, it will be in June. Yeah, yeah. And that's how we met, and, and maybe if you're new to listening, you wouldn't know that. <coughs> but, um, it was called the Ed Tech Project, and and the summit was held at Ben's Church, Brave Church in Oswald Twistle. Is that right? Yep. Oswald Twistle. Right. Perfect. God, I'm getting my words out tonight. That's perfect. <laughs> it's going all right. Must be Dan that makes me nervous. Uh, <laughs> wordsmith, but so yeah, I remember seeing something. I'm thinking, and I was in a thing where. Um, I was like, I'll speak at every event. I just want to get my message out. I'm loving it. I'm loving speaking and sharing messages and everything else. So I submitted to say I'd, I'd do a keynote. And, and you guys were like, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this is a massive event. I didn't know that it was nothing, really. But I'm all joking. But it was, <laughs> just, it was, <laughs> I'm all joking. But it was like, that's how we met. And like we had the conversations. We just gelled. And uh, and yeah, and since that point, we've kind of, we've remained friends. And then I know that technically we are, we are directors of the Edge of Futures. But the biggest growth for me is, we get to spend Thursday evenings. We always go, oh, we haven't, we haven't really got together and seen each other. We see each other every Thursday night. Yep. And the biggest growth for me is I have two people that are real, true friends for life that actually I would rely on. They could rely on me. Yeah, sometimes we do each other's head. Of course we do. That's friendship. Like, you know, like, of course we do. But actually... Why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> you and Dad more than me. Like, you know, not you tonight. But like... It, it is. The growth for me is actually us free. Mm. And the thing that has become stable as we've changed different things and we've done different things is, is us free. Like, you know, like we've got load, there's some wonderful podcasts out there. There's loads of different stuff that's going on. I'm not criticizing anybody. Like, you know, like Dave Leonard and the, and the, and the stuff and, 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 and Darren doing his. And there is some wonderful stuff. And I know Mark Anderson and Bucky and those guys did a podcast and everything else. But what people always tell us is, how do you do this on a weekly basis every single week pretty much and maintain it? And let's be honest, for free until recently, like it's because of our friendship, I think. Like yeah. we 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 look after each other. We sometimes and, and me more so than, than anybody this year because of the challenges of work and traveling and stuff. But I feel devastated and like I'm letting you down if I'm not on it. Mm. It's not about that, it's the fact that. I love coming on, love chatting. It's a it's a refresh, and actually, when you say looking after yourself, coming on on a Thursday night for an hour to just kind of put everything else that's going on and just have a chat with three friends and and on regular have a, a wonderful guest on as well is a real growth. And I'm not saying I've grown and I've got better at podcasts. I still can't read from a script. Still, can't <laughs> that's why we don't have a script anymore, it. Steve. But, uh, <laughs> but you know what, the friendship. And yeah, the yeah. way that Edufutristers are free has functioned. I know it's more than that. And I'm going to say something as well, because we do a massive amount in terms of our, what we think is right around equality, equity, people on our panels, our judges, people that speak at our events and everything else. We we do, and we've listened to our friendship group and the community and everything else to try and, because we are free men, white men of a certain age. Yep. And it's, and it's, but it was just, it started out and it is just three friends talking about the future of education and just trying to help and have listeners and, and hopefully people enjoy it. But we're, we're, we're learning from it. But the core principle is it's just three mates having a chat with yeah. a guest on. Yeah. And, and, and we do, we do listen to that and we, and we, we, we are, we are actively trying. I, I remember um, Liz Pemberton said to us and Janelle Aldred said to us as well. Uh, and Lauren, wonder, our good friend Lawrence Tajani, like just shout out to three wonderful human beings who have really shaped our um, what we need, to, what how we need to listen 
to to voices that are different to our own. We 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 talked last a couple of weeks ago actually about divert the power of diverse thinking, and that that is really important that we've that we've done that. But it is friendship, mate, uh, and we. I, I would agree with that. I wake up most mornings, check the chat, and there's probably because Dan's a night owl. Um, he's always there's always a, a a Twitter thing that he found, or a link to a new NFT project, or a, a, an article condemning the Tories, or whatever else it is that we get that we share with each other. Um, but it, it's good. And do you know what also matters as well is that like when when somebody's just saying to you, "How are you doing?" how's your dad how's your how's how's your wife how's the kids how's how's things how's your holiday been like that's that's what we have and i think you when you said that growth is you said that growth is friendship or the friendship has been uh, there's been a real growth that's happened in that and i think what's what that then's done is has made us all like learn from each other because we started out the podcast as a an opportunity for us as educators to help educators I was an RE teacher, Steve was a PE teacher, Dan was also an RE teacher, and we've had opportunity to do all sorts of things, leadership, senior leadership, um, uh, speaking at conferences, or uh, all those things that we get to do, writing magazine articles and all those things, and all them are amazing. Like, I think some of the opportunities we've had, some of the guests that we've we have definitely punched above our weight. So growth, for me, is consistently sticking to the values that we have, um, and and actually, I, I believe you, when you started talking about um, your business, Steve, I thought that was really interesting because it, it, it would be really, really easy to sell ourselves out, to become something that we're not, uh, to do product pushes all the time, to be about um, a certain agenda, and we aren't that. We've got some very real and radical ideas, sometimes controversial, sometimes not so controversial. But ultimately, like you cut you cut us and you bleed passion for education. You cut us and you and you'll see that that desire to create a world um, and a school system around the world that is fair, that is that is giving people chances that's not about it's not about just let's use the, the latest glitziest tech it's not just about um oh let's consider all this future thing and it all needs to be decentralized and it all needs to be moved away from we can't value t the same teachers are rubbish or the same that exams are like like if you really dig deep into what we're saying we I was a traditional RE teacher. I still work for the exam boards. We still listen. We still believe that kind of uh, a, a rhetoric, or uh, that that it's going to take a teacher. That it that schools are important. What we're saying is that the world is changing so much faster than education can keep up with, and that's always been the case. But what do we? What do we? What can we learn? What can we continue to learn? Because it comes back to that idea that. Growth for us is continue. It is friendship, but it's also learning. So growth is continuous learning, and I, th I think what I've heard from you when you're talking about your business, Steve, is that you've listened and you thought we could become a massive reseller of this, or we could make we could expand into all these countries, and we could we could and you can drive that. And don't get me wrong, I've seen massive things happening with your organisation, but but ultimately. 
if you sell out on values and sell out on what you're about, then your business can make all it wants, but you'll 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 lose credibility and ultimately you'll be chasing the next dollar, the next pound, and you, you, you've you, your family have have, have fallen yeah. off the, the wagon. And it's interesting that in terms of growth of the podcast, and it and it links into what you said really because we spent an awful amount of time, probably do it on a yearly cycle. To be fair, what is the edge of futurists like? You know, we ponder and we pose these questions because we do. We're thinkers and we're we provoke each other, we prod each other, and we but we then nurture those conversations. I think we do a great job of of then bringing it back into what it actually is. And and I think you know what the real reason real realization for for us is it's our opinion. I think there is a lot of people out there that, that agree with our opinion and, and this is why we do it. Well, otherwise, we're wasting our time, but we're not because we enjoy it. But it's fine that there is a, a network out there that doesn't. There is a person on Twitter that potentially every time we post something in terms of our, what we think education is, he's probably going to come on and say disagree. That's absolutely fine if you're listening. Uh, he probably does listen as well, which is ironic, isn't it? Um, but it, it might not be for you. That's absolutely fine. But it's okay to have your opinion. It doesn't like, you know, let's have a debate about it. Um, there is a bit of a shutdown nature and everything else, but this is what I believe in. And I found two passionate people with the same beliefs and values around education and learning as me and, and many more. We've we've got a great community that tell us on, on a regular basis, which is wonderful. Um, that whole tribe of, you know, there is, there's a feeling of, is, is this the, the best that we can do for our young people? I don't mm. think so, and, and we won't go into too much of it tonight because we spent a lot of time covering it. But um, as the question, and it's a big question, we're not granting it tonight. Is has education really grown? Um, like, you know, is it about getting better grades nationally and getting people to be getting more nines or whatever you want to call it, or actually is learning and education about something different? What is growth in education and growth of young people? So. But we're forty-two minutes in, and, and we probably that would probably be another an hour and forty-two minutes, and maybe we we'll pick that up next time. But um, yeah, it's it's really interesting. It is really interesting. Um, you mentioned you mentioned earlier, and it's worth coming back to that the story that you talked about in terms of um, Monzo and bank holidays. I think you said yeah. you were going to mention that. I, I I saw that and I thought that's cool. That yeah. So because am... I think ties to growth and values, doesn't it? Well, I've got a book on my desk uh, called Rule Breaker by Jackie Fast. Literally, I've always been a disruptor. Like, yep. I, I always feel, I always question, and I don't think in disruptor in a negative way. I always think, I like to think, is that the best that we could do? And if not, how, how could I have a look at that and do something a little bit different? But have a conversation with people and, and see what they think. It's not always about me. Um, it's about the collective and, and, and everything else. But, and I've... Um, if you've read the book Radical Candor, if you haven't, oh my god, absolutely wonderful by a wonderful woman um, who uh, was one of the founders at Netflix. Then No Rules Rules. I'm as a business leader thinking, right, let's get rid of holidays, uh, let's put processes in place. Like, don't you know why is it if I'm saying you've got a budget, give them a credit. I was speaking to somebody in education the other day actually, and and I will come on to the Monzo thing. I'm just, I'll get there. Don't worry, I'll get there. But yeah, so when you were when you're not a budget holder, but when you are somebody who's responsible for a particular part of money, let's say let's say it's five hundred pounds in education. So you are, let's say, uh, a team leader, and you have for your 
team that you're leading, everybody's disinited and you've got £500, you say you can spend that on terms of admin, paper, whatever. If you're saying they can spend 500 quid and you can trust them to do so and you and you allow them to do that and you've trusted them that they get that, that saying that budget, why don't you give them a card so they can spend that money? Why is it that they've got to then say, you can spend 500 quid, but you've got to ask for it? I find that really strange. Like, maybe that's me, and it definitely is me because I've spoken to other leaders like, no, don't do that. But there are checks and balances. There's, there's you know, fraud detection. There's loads of different stuff. You can even do a prepaid Monzo card. And this is why I kind of laid on where you say, well, here's your budget. You've got that to spend. Once it's done, you've got the accountability and the, the autonomy. But bear in mind, if you spend that on stupid stuff, then it's spent, it's done. And also it's taxpayers' money, different in, in business. But I saw on LinkedIn, I think it must have been social media and, and in the news as well, around what Monzo have done as a company. I think they're hiring, and I think it was a, a, a ploy around um, hiring, not a ploy, sorry, it was a, a, a marketing thing around there, um, basically saying it's coming up to Easter. There are bank holidays coming up, Friday and, and Monday. We believe that's absolutely great and you should be celebrating those. But as a company we will let you decide when you want to take your holidays. If you don't think bank holiday or Christmas day or any other day that doesn't apply to you in terms of religious, in terms of your your efficiency at work, if you want to take that for a, a kid's birthday, your birthday, a Friday, like you know, your graces, whatever you want to do, you then decide, you take those bank holiday days back and then just give a, 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 a holiday allowance of, of 33 days rather than 25 plus eight. I think that's right, eight bank holidays, statutory bank holidays. I was like, it's a really interesting idea. Why, why do we do bank holidays? Why do we tell our team it's, that they have to take? It, it comes to shutdowns usually. Like like you have shutdowns because it's efficient. Like they call them in some places, they call them efficiency days, don't they? So they say, actually, it makes more sense for our, t- our office or our building to be closed for these days because most people won't be working them so therefore everybody has to take them days or bank holidays are um where the where the times where certain things shut and where certain things close and it's like it, it comes to her and this is this is maybe it's maybe here it goes here it goes on this diatribe again comes to a centralized control system which means that you have to have uniformity and this is how we must do it. And therefore, there is it's like the five-day work week, and there's all there's a whole thing around four-day work weeks, and there's a whole idea about flexibility, there's a whole conversation about hybrid working and working from home. That that's not necessarily a topic for talking about today. What it comes back down to is if we you remember that Steve Jobs quote that we talk about quite a lot, which is um it's ridiculous essentially to I'm, I'm absolutely bastardizing it, but you'll know what I mean. The one I mean, we hire the best people. So why would we tell them what to do once we've hired them? Like you hire the people who are the best people to do something. And if you haven't hired the best people to do something, then th- th- then there's a problem. If you've only just picked somebody because you have to do it from an education perspective and from an education business perspective, we should be looking for the best and we shouldn't just take somebody because that's all there is. So, in that case, if we've hired the best, why do we always tell them how to do their job? And why do we why do we create that sense of um like just give us some agency? You talked about disruption, and I think you are a disruptor, Steve. And I think disruption has often been seen as a really dirty word. 
Uh, and I understand why, because like if you if you're if you're delivering on a a product line on a on a uh, production line, if you have a disruptor on that, you've got a problem. In a factory, if this has got to go out to this, and then you need this to go to this to go to this, if you are a disruptor in that, you've got a problem. But at the top of that, or somebody who's thinking about processes or thinking about strategy, if you don't have disruptors, you'll always do what you've always done. Then what happens? You have a supply chain issue. You can't get chips, or uh, uh, the, uh, a, a, a container ship gets stuck on the Suez Canal. Like we are, disruption happens. So then, why don't we? positively disrupt why don't why don't we like initiate disruption in such a way look at me getting on my ios here like how do we get into that position of um doing disruption not just so that for the sake of it but so that we can see how people initiate how people are proactive be proactive about that so it's, it's that positive disruption and i think you think you're that kind of person steve where you're not you're not just st settling for that status quo i don't think i don't think we're settling for this is how it's always been it's got to always be this way and i know that there'll be some people listening to this or watching this and thinking to themselves yeah but why reinvent the wheel well we've continued we forget about that that is an absolute crazy statement because we have reinvented the wheel consistently consistently we haven't got a wooden wheel now with spokes on it We've consistently reinvented the wheel and we've consistently pivoted and changed and um, fine-tuned and made things better. We do it all the time. So why can't we do it in education? I, yeah, I agree. Um, it links into a book. I think it was a book I read um, by um, Professor Linda Hill. I can't remember the name of the book. If you've never seen a TED Talk um, around uh, my thinking around Pixar approach and, 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 and group, uh, she's a a business leader at Harvest Business School, wonderful individuals, ridiculous. But she talks about, and she told a story about Toyota, I think it was, in terms of, and you mentioned production line, they created a mechanism to disrupt the product line and the production line at Toyota because they were like, everything's going through. And they said, they created these buttons above their employees, not if something broke, but if they saw something, <laughs> they felt they could literally change and would, and like almost sort of, so they, and, and maybe I'm completely, this is, I'm getting it completely wrong. And this is a myth or actually I'm saying it wrong, but they had this ability where at any point they could push the button and everybody else around them would listen, support and think about how they could pivot and make that thing better. How, how different is that? And, and it comes to leadership at all levels because I'm a leader and through the course, this whole thing of like, what type of leader are you? You know, there's like different spectrums and different theories and like some will show, some will tell. I feel I involve and often I feel my responsibility is to, to give a bit of a, a narrative to the team in terms of this is the kind of project. You tell me how you want to run it. And, and, and it's not for everybody, but literally that is my belief. I, mm -hmm. I want to have a discussion. I want people to come in and leadership at all levels is the whole thing of, I feel like I do an all right job at talent, ident uh, talent identification and talent development uh, in terms of workforce, students, everything else from a sport background, loved it. Why would I then think it's a good idea if I trust them people, them people and they're clear that they have the autonomy and they're supported with that and they have psychological safety, but they're accountable for the decisions and, and mm. I'll support them if things don't go wrong. Uh, if they go, then we'll look at it. We'll have a look at the process. 
but why would I then tell them how to do every element of their job? And they had it you today, know, and I was like, let them do it. Let them do that. I think I think the the, the thing with it is that some people want to be told. And I think, I'm not saying that all people are lazy because I don't think it is laziness, but I think it comes back down to a, like, uh, uh, what's it called? That idea about, like, overwhelm, choice, choice overwhelm or whatever it's called. And the fact that some people just want, if you just tell me what I'll do, what I'm supposed to do, I'll do that. I don't, I'm not paid. I remember, I remember hearing a, uh, a member of a team that I was leading saying, I'm not paid enough to think about that. And like, I, I maybe 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 it's because I've been fortunate in the jobs that I've had, but I couldn't I couldn't sleep at night if all I did was just did a job and picked up a paycheck. Like, I I, I want something of purpose. I want something that I've got my teeth into. And I think I've left places um, because there was no opportunity to think and disrupt and. Um, be be innovative because people just wanted you to shh you you've you've got to you be quiet don't put your head above the parapet too too many times and 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 there is there is there is a balance in that and i think it comes back to the stuff we were talking about earlier about boundaries and about balance but i think we've got to we've got to get to a point in our in our thinking in our leadership and in our growth and in our business education whatever that looks like where we are we are considering the idea of giving people agency. You said something, Steve, actually, and I think um, it's a it's a pivotal thing to all this, and 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 it's in business, but it's also in education, and I think it's in uh, what we do. I, like every one of us, every one of us three does things slightly different than each other. So if we're writing a podcast script, or if we're writing a a thread, or whatever else, we do it slightly different. And we'd all have opinions on it. Ooh, I wouldn't have done it like that, or I wouldn't have designed this like that, or I wouldn't. There's a, there's a lot of synergy, but there will be times where we have different thoughts on it. But we trust each other, and we go, we'll we'll support each other through, and 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 sometimes we'll tell, say that, but sometimes we won't voice that. When it comes to it, there is a conversation about trust, and Lord Jim Knight said twice on the two times he's been on our podcast. He said that teachers are not seen as professionals and aren't trusted. And I think actually it's not, it is teachers and it is education. And that's the reason why there's that micromanagement and centralized and budgets and approvals and sign off after sign off after sign off. And yes, that is right. And accountability is right. But what would, what would our world look like if people took responsibility as opposed to being given responsibility and i think there's something there's something in that about that idea of agency autonomy choice and then what all that is underpinned on is the concept of trust isn't it it's the idea that you trust you are trusted because you've been employed in such a way and trust will require boundaries like it's not unlimited and unbridled trust it's trust within limit as a as a curriculum manager or as a head of division or as an assistant principal, I couldn't just go and decide I'm going to build some land on a on, on a build a building on some land. I couldn't go and get a million pounds from the. But I could be trusted. I, sh I could and should maybe be trusted to make some decisions about in the area that I'm in. I've got some expertise in. Just a thought. 
Yeah, it's an interesting one. And and it does reflect. And if any of my team are listening is yeah, and anybody that's worked with them for, they probably know this that if you, if you don't want autonomy or accountability and if you don't want to be trusted and, and, and feel like and, and, and be self directed, probably the worst person to work for. Because my style of leadership is guiding, supporting, developing, but giving that autonomy. And like you said, some people don't want it. It's absolutely fine. But whatever work I've ever done is that's my style. That's what I, I think is right. It's 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 worked. The team seem like they respond to it. Not everybody has done and not everybody will do, of course they will. But that's that's the way it is really and 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 there has to be a line of literally that's the way it's going to work and and yeah it's an interesting one but leadership at all levels going back to it yeah and trust and and again on the course talked about um this thing of white box versus black box not necessarily heard about it before i don't know where the theories come from of some managers feel that they need this white box and they put some information in they can see into the box they can see everything that's happening and then see the output where some managers put the information in or share some ideas or anything else. They have a box that they cannot see into. The process is that person's process. Might be different to the other person's. It happens, but they can still see the output. My feeling is, if actually the outcome is a positive one, I might have gone a certain way about something. And as long as actually, in terms of the brand, and what I mean by the brand is with the way that we speak to people, the way we engage, our professionalism, everything else is done right, I don't care if you get up at 10 o'clock and if you work through to midnight, I have no interest in what hours you do. My interest in is a closed box of this is the information. This is what the expectations are. This is what I want you to, this is, this is it. You come back to me if you need any support, but off you go and let's see the output. Yeah. I, I think, I think, I honestly think that's just me. I don't know. I don't think I could be any other way. No, but I think, I think as, as we kind of like bring, our thoughts together. I think what we're, I think what we're doing is is we're saying that we 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 believe that people can. We are better together, aren't we? The cumulative effort, the collective effort, the different people and different and diverse ways of looking at something is better than a single thing. Dan wrote about this idea about innovation not being the work of a sole genius, a lone genius, and I, and I'm it's absolutely spot on that because. It, because none of us individually is as good as um, the power of the collective, the power of us as, as we as we know, and as our good friend David Price talks about a lot. I would suggest that leadership then becomes um, an opportunity to help somebody express themselves in different ways. Within within parameters, and this is this is the the key bit. And I, I would hate somebody to to listen and suggest that we we think everybody should just run off and do what they want to do. Like that's not the that's not the case. I, we are. You talked about guiding and supporting, and I, I do the same thing with with Ollie doing the work that we're do, trying to do. And it's I don't always get the output that you'd want, and that's fine. It like as long as the outputs are are, are meeting criteria and KPIs, and we're going in the right direction. And if they're not, well, we tweak we tweak and we we start asking questions. I don't think I need full white box. I don't think I'm full black box either. And I get, and I, and I, and I hear that. And I, I think I probably, I think I'd like to be, um, but 
as as we as we kind of think about it from an education perspective, as we think about it going forward for for our lives, let's bring it back to that concept around self care and that idea of values. I think let's 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 be honest. We we are we are as the three of us. We've not settled in any way. We've not settled about the podcast. We're not settled with awards. We've, we're always wanting to push for growth and change and development. But more than that, we've not we've not settled in terms of our own understanding of anything. Like we're we're, we're avid readers and listeners, and we we we're wanting to grab stuff. We're all learning courses or doing something else because and and we've 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 arrived in some ways. We could just continue maintaining this, but we know that the plateau actually is the world is growing and the education is growing and the business is growing and things are moving fast. And if we don't stay above that curve and we just plateau, actually that productivity stuff and that Gartner's hype curve and the ideas about productivity will just drop off into that trough of disillusionment that we've seen before. So lots and lots to think about, <laughs> loads we could go in. And and like when we first started talking about what we were going to, what we're going to be in this episode, um, I don't think any of that has kind of come out, but it's good. It's all good. We like. I love how we go like this. Over an hour. It's we an have one in it. It's an yeah. interesting one, but uh, I think the theme really is what is growth. Yeah. What is growth? And also, when it comes to the crux of it, when when you get to a certain age and you look back and you think, how have we grown? But also, have our whole ambition sight whatever beliefs and values lead us to think what is growth in ourselves, what is growth in the loved ones around us and our friends and family and everything else and how we can support that. But also what is growth in education? Mm. And, and I think we all, well, us three agree. And Dan will probably listen at some point and, and then chat, I'll say you, you did agree at some point that the growth that we've currently got isn't the right one for us. Mm. Um, so, but what is growth? Be interested in what everybody else. Oh, what is it like? What what makes you happy? Is happiness growth? Is people growth? What is it? And it's an interesting one, and we'll probably circle back to it on many, many different times and different conversations because we often do outside of the mm. podcast. We have a life mm. outside of the podcast. Who would have thought yeah. it? But um, <laughs> I've now got to write my first thread, so that's going to be an interesting one. I've tried to make notes. I have been, honestly, I've made, I've Look made, at that. I've made notes. I've made notes. I've listened. I think I've been the best student ever tonight. I've engaged. <laughs> I've everything else. Dan would be proud and will be proud. Um, and not to say that I don't always enjoy it with Dan, but it's been a, it's yeah, it's been a good one. I think it, it, yeah. it's, we always start out and we're sometimes we're unsure, especially with the the three or the two of us, and and when, but we just love to chat, don't we? And hopefully, people still. Listen, They're still listening after an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah, so, so we we said we're not bothered about likes and subscribers and and all that kind of stuff. We are like we, we do care. Nothing's alter- none of us are altruists really. Uh, so if you haven't done so already and you want to subscribe and like and share and make some comments on it, we really appreciate it. Genuinely, we're three northern lads who are just trying to do something good um and share and just go on about what we're talking go on about what we go on about um hopefully it's been a little bit different tonight but um if you have felt any value with it we contact us let us know what you're thinking info at edgefuturist.com or drop us a dm on twitter edgefuturist.com 
uh, go and have a look what we do. Sign up for the awards. Um, register for um, our uh, updates for the subscribe for the newsletter. But more importantly, look after each other. Have a good bank holiday for those people in the UK that are getting bank holidays. Um, if you're listening, for those of you that are listening all around the world, have a great and safe uh, weekend and uh, look after yourself. Take care of each other and, and think about the stuff that really matters because um, stuff is bigger than work. And uh, look after yourself. Take care. Bye-bye.